0: Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast book review edition. That's right, every month I review a new book and I have to apologize. I'm very, very sorry that I'm late on this one. This is about a week overdue. Actually, God, it could be two weeks overdue at this point because I put these out the last Sunday of every month. And uh, I'm a little behind here. I apologize. Doing a lot of things on the back end here, and working on some new YouTube videos, and working on the new programs that I'll be putting out. So uh, just bear with me, and I apologize. But let me talk today about this book called The Paradox of Choice. Now, The Paradox of Choice it is. Uh, it's not a book about dating. In fact, a lot of the books I'll be reviewing are not specifically about dating. But this book, it definitely has a message in here that I want to teach you about that does relate to dating, but it also relates to your life in general. Just so you know, the books that I'll be reviewing are not necessarily going to be related to your dating, your social, and your uh, relationship life, but just good stuff for you to know in general. Because overall, this is a self-improvement podcast. At the end of the day, you know that when you improve, All the areas of your life, you become a better person and you become more attractive and you are able to meet the girl of your dreams. But I want more for you than just to meet the girl of your dreams. I want you to have a happy life. I want you to enjoy what you are living in. So let's go over today the paradox of choice. And I have a few things highlighted in the book that I want to go over. But mainly, what I want to say about this book was it was really incredible. It was. Uh, The reason why it's so incredible is because. It is very relatable to what is going on in our world today when it comes to the idea of choice, right? So the idea here is there is a paradox of choice, meaning that there's so much choice that we can't choose. You think it's better to have so much choice. You know, imagine going to the cheesecake factory and going to that that menu that has about 50 options on it. It's harder to choose, isn't it? And it makes it a little bit more stressful. This book talks about why having more choice actually causes more stress but it's a lot easier when you only have a few options. Well, he says here that because of the paradox of choice and the whole idea of having too much choice is that it really confuses us and it causes a little bit of depression. It causes what we would call FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Sometimes you choose something and it's not the thing that you think you should have chose because you had more choices. Well, then you're left feeling depressed and having that kind of fear of missing out feeling. That's just one of the many reasons why too much choice has been very difficult for us. In the first about third of the book, he goes over every single area of your life where there is so many choices. I'll name a few. Shopping, choices for entertainment, choices for health care, choices for retirement plans, choices for What to eat on a menu, choices for medical care when you need to get surgery. There are choices for every single thing, for gadgets that you want to buy when you go to the mall. Anything you think you want to buy, there's about five plus options, right? You want to go and get something to relieve a headache. Well, there's extra strength, there's Tylenol, there's Advil there's you know sinus pressure i mean every single thing that you want there is multiple choices and it makes it very difficult for us and here's where i want to kind of re- bring this back and relate this a little bit to dating is that when you end up learning how to meet and attract women what ends up happening is you're going to have a lot of choices and even if you're not good at meeting girls you're still going to have a lot of choices i.e., Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, uh, all these apps, all the online dating, you know, all of a sudden it went from here we are in, you know, 2001, where it was just about meeting people offline. And all of a sudden, right around the millennium, the turn of the century, online dating came about five, six years ago, Tinder came. And now we have so many options. And I believe that this is extremely dangerous. Why is this dangerous? Well, I believe that it's dangerous to have too much choice in the area of dating, because you're going to end up, potentially, not for sure, but potentially coming to a point where it's going to be really difficult for you to stay with one person, right? That is the risk that we have here of using Tinder and all these different apps and online dating. And also you run the risk of being really good at, you know, if you get one of my programs like Hooked, that I talk about all the time where it teaches you. To meet and attract women, well, then you're going to have even more choice of women because it's not just about going and settling for any girl that comes your way, but you can meet really anybody. You have that power to go up and approach anybody you want. Shameless plug, by the way, if you want to learn more about Hooked, go to getherhooked.com and you can get that program. But either way, with all these choices, whether it's from approaching or swiping or online dating, all of these choices make it more difficult for you. It makes it more difficult because you're always going to be looking for the next best thing. Or, like I said earlier, you might have that FOMO. Imagine if you meet a girl on an app and you guys are dating and she, I don't know, eats her peas one at a time. That's a Seinfeld reference for those of you who understand that. But she does something that bothers you that's really not a big deal, like eating her peas one at a time. Well, you're going to be like, you know what? There's another girl out there that's even better. And you're gonna end up striving for this perfectionism that doesn't exist and then never be able to truly settle down with the girlfriend, right? If you're looking for a girlfriend and you wanna get into a relationship, maybe even get married one day if that's what you want, well, it's gonna be much harder for you with all this choice because you're always gonna want better. Or you're gonna have in your mind that you always have access to more and different and variety. And that can be very dangerous also, you know, with the swiping at our fingertips and being able to meet any girl you want. You might want this variety and you want want more and better and more and better. And that's what he's saying in here, not just with dating, but he says it with the idea of choosing anything, every little thing in your life. When it comes down to clothes, or if it comes down to, you know, like he's saying, retirement plans or health plans or things that you're shopping for, or gadgets or phones or computers, right? You end up wanting more and more and the best and the best and the best. And while in some cases, maybe the best does exist when you're buying a laptop or something like that. It's very subjective to what the best is when you're dating, and it's never ending. Of course, there's only few companies that sell the best laptops, but there's a million millions, billions of women out there that are an option to you, and so it's very dangerous so that's kind of one of the things I wanted to share with you in terms of how I feel uh, the paradox of choice really has been hurting us now in this day and age of dating it's it's very scary and and I want to offer some advice to you. I believe that. You know, you're never going to be able to find the perfect girl. You're going to be dating, and you're going to be meeting girls that are going to have some flaws. Now, by no means am I ever going to tell you to settle. The whole reason why I built Trip Advice was to get guys not to settle and to be able to attract the woman that they want, not settle for something that's not amazing. But you know, what's really important here is that you don't settle, but you also come to the point where you say, "Hey, I found someone who's amazing, and this is someone that I can stick with. This is someone that I can be with." right instead of just looking for the next best thing all the time and that is you know one of the one of the cons of being you know really amazing at socializing and meeting women is that you might get stuck in that in that territory now again maybe you don't want a relationship and that's fine but if you are someone who eventually wants to get into one this can be a dangerous zone for you so i want you to really think about that as you continue on and as you go through your dating journey one thing he says in here about making decisions cuz that's the whole idea right when there's a lot of choices you have to make a decision and I highlighted this area here on page 74 he says at the bottom at this point because we have so many decisions that we have to make and decisions because there's so many choices it means that and I quote it means that decisions require more effort right so now it's requiring more effort's more work on our part he also says it makes mistakes more likely and then he says it makes the psychological consequences of mistakes more severe, so again bringing this back a little bit more to dating here is that you know imagine there's so much choices so many women well that you have to decide which one you might want to be with and then of course maybe there's a mistake maybe you chose one that in the end wasn't good for you and then all of a sudden you feel like crap right he says it makes the psychological consequences and mistakes more severe because you had the choice because you could have picked the right one you could have been with you know Cindy instead of. Uh, Suzanne, you know, not that many people are named Cindy and Suzanne in the millennial world. Uh, but either way, I think you get what I'm saying here is, you know, him saying that because there's so much choice, the decisions become more difficult. What can you do about that? Well, I, I, there's not much you can do about that. I mean, it's just the whole concept that you're going to have to make more decisions because there's more women to choose from. But again, I think the whole idea here and the advice I gave you just a second ago. Is to not be too picky and just be grateful for the woman in front of you and what she has. And uh, and you know, also I always say this is if you want to, and I say this in one of my videos about the number one tip to get a girlfriend is that you want to have the end in mind, meaning that you want to make sure that you know what kind of girl you want, so it makes the decisions. Easier, so it makes the choice easier. So you know exactly what you're looking for. And then I like to say, take that list of the perfect girlfriend and try to get 80% of that because you're not going to get 100%. So that's the answer here in terms of the paradox of choice with all the choice you have of women these days is when you're dating, try to find a woman who has about 80% of those things. So you're really almost all the way there, but you know you're being realistic and the fact that you're not going to find a girl who's got 100%. And if you do, Hey man, you got lucky and that's amazing and good for you, but strive for 80%. He also talks the idea about the sufficer and the maximizer, right? So there's two types of people out there. The person who's a maximizer, this is a person who seeks everything to be the very best, right? Everything they do, every decision they make has to be the very best. Everything has to be perfect. And then there's the sufficer, which he says is a better way to go, and that's the person. Who chooses the best of what they can get and then stops there, you know, goes for what they can get. And when it's good enough, it's good enough. Again, not someone who's settling. I would call it a settler. He doesn't talk about that here. I would think he'd want to talk about the person who just kind of settles. It kind of, for me, it goes um, from bottom to top a settler, a sufficer, and a maximizer. And it's been good to be a sufficer because that's the person who's saying, hey, I got something awesome and I'm good with it. I don't need to keep striving for perfection. The maximizers have a very stressful life so it makes it much more difficult for that person. So Again, you want to be someone who is you know, going for the best uh, but not so worried about is this the best? Is there something better? He says here on page 82, number five, I treat relationships like clothing. I expect to try a lot on before finding the perfect fit. For a maximizer, somewhere out there is the perfect lover, the perfect friend. Even though there's nothing wrong with your current relationship, Who knows what's possible if you keep your eyes open? That's the eyes of a maximizer, right? Saying that, hey, you have something great, but what if there's better? And the sufficer says, hey, I already have something great. So I'm going to stay here because this is already awesome. And I don't need to stress myself out by trying to find something that's better, which, by the way, is always going to be a risk. So if you end up in a relationship where it's really good and there's nothing you can complain about, but you're just thinking, well, maybe I can do better, well, maybe you need to, you know, A new idea here because I don't know if that's really a smart move per se. You know, I just think that if you're moving through this world, always trying to get the best of the best, like the maximizer, even in relationships, it doesn't mean you're going to really find it. Here's something I want to add in that I really thought you would enjoy here, and something I've heard in studies that I've read before. And I just love when I read something for a second, third, fourth, fifth time. You know, I like hearing repeated information from various sources because it says to me this is good information. So that's just something that I do. So hopefully you're not just listening to me talk about girls and you know, I'm not trying to steer you towards the competition per se, but really I don't care. You know, go off and and listen to other people and get other advice and hear conflicting ideas and different opinions and What's really cool is go and listen to a bunch of people who are talking about something that you're interested in, find the commonalities and use those. So, this is something I'm going to read to you from page 107 that I've heard from multiple places, and it just further ingrains this idea in my brain. He says, page 107, towards the top, what seems to be the most important factor in providing happiness is close social relations. People who are married, who have good friends, and who are close to their families are happier than those who are not. I'll be honest with you, I don't remember the context in which he says this uh, looking at the book now I think he's talking about the idea of measuring happiness and talking about you know how satisfied we are with our life because again, this is what choice is all about, right the whole idea of choosing the the right thing and trying to be happy and making the right choice so I believe that's the context and I just wanted to say this one thing to you you know the whole idea of the fact that you are going to be a happier person when you have Relationships in your life it doesn't mean that you have to be in a relationship with a girl, although there have been studies that have been done that said people who are married do live longer. I believe that's probably because you're with someone and it's it's giving you more of a reason to live. I don't know people who get really old and and who are lonely and all alone. Uh, something weird happens and their body can start to shut down because uh they're not well they're not happy they're not working hard to be happy because they're not with somebody, but either way uh I' digress going back to this idea is I want you to understand that relationships people who you are close to friends relationships families is so important and I remember reading a study one time it was like the longest study ever done on happiness where over the course of 80 years they studied different people and growing up from you know when uh, of childhood all the way to to uh, the elderly age and They've found that in this study, the longest study ever done on happiness, that the thing that made people the most happy, again, were relationships, relationships with people, relations to other people. It says here, people who participate in religious communities are happier than those who do not. Being connected to others seems to be much more important to subjective well-being than being rich. But Then he says, but a word of caution is in order. We know that certainty that there is a relation between being able to connect socially and being happy. It is less clear, however, which is the cause and which is the effect. It says miserable people are sure less likely than happy people to have close friends, devoted family, and enduring marriages. So it is at least possible that happiness comes first and close relations come second. What seems likely to me is that the causality works both ways. Happy people attract others to them, and being with others makes people happy. Yeah, and that's very important. That's why. That's why I had trip advice for you to get and to a relationship and meet a great girl that makes you happy. Obviously, if you get into a crappy relationship or an abusive relationship with a girl and it's just drama and it's terrible all the time, well, you're not going to be happy. Then your life is going to suck. So you know, it's all about finding the right girl, getting that eighty percent, finding the girl who's right for you, and then you're going to be extremely happy. And then working on your friendships, working on your relationships with your family or with your coworkers, right? We relate to people. We are mammals. Okay. We're human beings and we're all about, you know, being social. I don't know if you've heard of those stories of the wild child, this child's children that get abandoned and then they're in the nature and, and, and somehow, you know, they don't find society for years. And then there are these wild child that can't relate and they're all weird looking and they're really funky socially and their brain has a lot of mishaps in it because they didn't learn how to be social and connect with other human beings. Look into that, the wild child. There's a lot of interesting stories about that. Another thing he says here that I really like is the idea of going with our gut. And I'm going to quote here on page 140. He says, I'm not suggesting that we will always or even frequently be better off going with our gut when making choices. What I am suggesting is that there are pitfalls to deciding after analyzing. So I'm just going to interrupt the quote here. He basically is talking about the idea of sitting there and trying to analyze over and over and over. What's the best decision to make? Should I do this? Should I do that? And analyzing the cons and the pros. And you know that's the opposite of going with your gut, right? Over analyzing. Back to the quote, he says, my concern given the research Trade offs and opportunity costs is that as the number of options go up, the need to provide justifications for decisions also increases. And through this struggle to find reasons will lead to decisions that seem right at the moment. It will not necessarily lead to decisions that feel right later on. So basically, this is him saying sometimes at the end of the day, you have to go with your gut. You do. You got to go with your gut and you got to see what's right and what feels right. So, you know, for example, if you're dating a girl and you don't have all the justifications of why this girl's amazing, but something just feels right in order for you, to, you know, to want to be with her, and there's just an attraction there that you can't explain. You know, maybe she is at sixty percent of all the things, or maybe she is at eighty percent, and you want that extra hundred percent. You know, it's just the idea that it feels right being with her. To go with your gut to say, hey. I don't know what it is, but I want to go with this one, and I want to see where it takes me. And I think that that power of going with your gut is, is really pretty awesome, pretty awesome and very useful when you are, you know dating and, and meeting multiple women." And so I'll kind of end on this note here. you know basically he says, and I quote on page 146, "For all these reasons, the pain of making trade-offs will be especially acute for maximizers. Indeed, I believe that one of the reasons that maximizers are less happy less satisfied with their lives and more depressed than satisficers is precisely because the taint of trade-offs and opportunity costs washes out much that should be satisfying about the decisions they make. So Basically what he's saying here is if you're a guy who's trying to go for the very absolute number one best hitting 100% of every single thing you want in a woman, what ends up happening is you're looking for that person and you're just going to end up being depressed because you can't find that person and you'll never get there. Right? He says that, that in this case you're trying to get something, you know, that's the best, but you're never going to find it cuz it's not realistic. So you become less happy and less satisfied with your life and it it takes away this opportunity for you to be happy with the decision that you made to be with this girl who is amazing, right? And so this all connects to this idea of abundance mentality as well, right? It's I always preach on this podcast that you want to have abundance mentality, which is the idea that That don't worry if you get broken up with or you don't find a girl that you like because there's always another one out there. But I want to, you know, explain the danger of abundance mentality, whereas if your if your mentality is too much in abundance, well, the problem here is that you are gonna be always looking for the next best thing. So remember, yes, the options are endless. There's many girls you can meet, and there's always one more out there that you can meet, but but do it to a degree. You know, abundance mentality should be for the guys who are scared of getting rejected and, and who aren't able to find a girl yet. But once you do find a girl, that's the point when you want to say, Hey, does she meet my 80%? Is she going to be good enough? You know, and I don't just mean good enough in the subtle way, but but really awesome and really good enough. So something I want you to think about. I really do recommend this book, "The Paradox of Choice," which is by Barry Schwartz, and he talks about you know more of this concept in here. It's uh, you know over a 200 page book, and I highly suggest that you check it out. It's been recommended to me by multiple people. I'm finally excited I got the chance to read it and what I'll be telling you is that I'm going to be digging into the six pillars of self-esteem for this month and I'm really excited to do that. That's the next book and I will give a book review on time on the last Sunday of the month and I apologize for not being on time. Uh, but go check out the six pillars of self-esteem. It's by Nathaniel Brandon. I'm going over this book and my fearless formula. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and it's you know months down the line, years down the line, sorry you're probably not able to join us in the fearless formula. But if you're listening to this and It's around the few months that came out. Well, you can join me every day on YouTube and Facebook Live at 4 p.m. Pacific time to go over some awesome information on how you can become more fearless. And I'm going to be going over a lot of the pillars of self esteem in the fearless formula. So go ahead and check that out on YouTube, 4 p.m. Facebook, 4 p.m. Pacific, every Tuesday. For the next few weeks here. So, uh, hopefully, you can join us there to talk about the Fearless Formula. And uh, like I said, digging into this book. So, get this book either way because I'll be doing a review of it in a few weeks here. And I'm excited to do that. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I'll catch you on the next one.